K-A-L-W. At Mother Brown's Dining Room in San Francisco's Bayview neighborhood, you can get a hot meal every day of the year, no matter what. So that's Mother Brown's kitchen over there on that side. Mother Brown's has deep roots in the community. It was started almost two generations ago by Bayview native Barbara J. Brown. Since then, it has grown from a soup kitchen to a larger organization that's called the United Council of Human Services. They do a lot, from providing transitional housing to delivering groceries to people in need. This is what works. We're talking about people and local groups who are innovating solutions around the Bay. I'm your host, Sonia Narang, taking you on a tour of neighborhoods where you'll learn about impacts that can stretch beyond the pandemic. Gwendolyn Westbrook currently leads Mother Brown's. She loves the community that raised her. And when the COVID pandemic struck, she and her team stepped up their services. I'm going to hand it over to Azul Dahlstrom Ekman. He's got the story of how Mother Brown's came up with a lively approach to feeding people through the pandemic. Let's follow Azul as he tags along with a food delivery truck making its way door to door through Bayview. In the middle of Mother Brown's dining room, Tashara White is standing by a wooden table in her apron, mask, and gloves. She's surrounded by boxes of seafood. So right now, the crab was just delivered, and as you see, it's frozen. I am separating it, putting three in each bag to give out to the families. Tashara supervises food delivery for Mother Brown's. Once a month, she loads a delivery van full of food and drops it off at seniors' doorsteps in and around Bayview. There's a lot of food in this van, mostly canned, like tuna fish, grits, vegetables, and breakfast cereals. She's gotten to know many of the seniors on the delivery route, and today, she signs up some of their neighbors. Hi, Reggie, how are you today? Okay. My name is Tashara, I'm with Mother Browns. I give the food out, um, and you would like to be added to my list, correct? Yes. Debbie Quinn lives next door. She's one of the regulars on the route. Hello, how are hey. you today? <laughs> Quinn has health issues that can make it difficult for her to get groceries. Yeah, sometimes I can't get out to go to the store, and they come just in time. <laughs> See you later, Dee Dee. Okay. This is just one of the 50 deliveries Tashara will make today. And on to the next address. We head back to the other side of 3rd Street to visit Arthur Corbin's house. It's for you and the, all three of you guys, okay? Okay. Yeah, just talk yeah. freely. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, this right here helped me out a lot because, uh, you know, I'm not working and driving. By me getting this free food and driving, it helped my family and my mother, my sister, and me. Right on, thank you. Okay, take care. All right. Right now, the free groceries program is only for seniors. But when it first started last August, it served the entire Bayview community. To understand how it all began, You've got to talk to the woman in charge, Gwendolyn Westbrook. She grew up spending time with her grandmother in Bayview. The people are so friendly and nice. You get along with people. This is a loving neighborhood. We love each other out here. You know, and Mother Brown's really stands for that. The heart of it all is the kitchen. We have a high quality cooks who really put their heart and soul in it. 
into meals like the ones being prepared tonight. Salisbury steak, mashed potatoes, vegetables, and a salad and roll. Good, huh? Westbrook worked alongside the original Mother Brown, Barbara J. Brown, for a year before Brown's death in 2005. Since then, Westbrook's turned it into a place that serves more than just food. Um, we have two showers, two toilets, and lockers we rent out to them. So the it's like a house for people who don't have one. They've got washing machines, a TV, and rooms to relax in. Mother Brown's isn't allowed to have beds, but people can spend the night in chairs. On a normal day, they serve around 800 people breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But when the pandemic hit last March, Gwendolyn Westbrook says those numbers went up. I mean, it was so many people. We were feeding, I think, like 1,400 people a day, all day, every day. Despite this, she saw how people in her community, especially seniors and those with disabilities, were still going hungry. People who couldn't make it to Mother Brown's. So she came up with a plan to bring the dining room to them. The vans drove through Bayview, street by street, giving out food to anyone who asked. They needed a way to announce the van had arrived. I grew up with this guy, the Curtis family C-Notes. He has five kids and they sing. So he wrote a jingle for us. That's right. When the delivery vans went out, they would play the Mother Brown's anthem. Last July, Mother Brown's received a $1.6 million grant from a local family foundation called Crankstart to pay for it all. They only had five months to use it, so Westbrook moved fast. I hired a shopper to go to places where they could get food at a discount rate. So each family or person got five bags of groceries with all these different items in there that they could eat throughout Bayview. It's a return to Mother Brown's roots, when Barbara J. Brown would cook meals with other women, drive to local neighborhoods, and serve anyone in need off the trunk of her Cadillac. During the pandemic, Westbrook turned that concept into something bigger. At the peak of deliveries last September, Mother Brown's gave out nearly 3,000 bags of groceries a week. The seniors in wheelchairs coming out saying, I didn't know what I was gonna do tonight for dinner. And watching them roll off back to their units with bags full of grocery really meant a lot to me. When the Crankstart funds ran out, the food delivery program had to cut back operations, and they can now only serve 52 seniors a month. It's a big frustration for Westbrook. Why do we have to do this in San Francisco? All the money in this city, why do we have to wait for somebody to give us some money to feed our community? Local government funds cover daily operations, but the food delivery program requires additional grants to keep running. Westbrook says she even spends her own money sometimes. But for the moment, she won't have to. Crankstart just awarded Mother Brown's another $1.5 million. This means the expanded free groceries program is coming back to Bayview, along with the music. Attention, it's Mother Brown's kitchen. Mother Brown's kitchen. Westbrook is gearing up to distribute 1,000 bags a week, full of meat, seafood, and essential supplies. Back on the delivery route, we go to see Reverend Bob Wade. He's a local senior who has a small church at his house. 
He uses the food Mother Browns gives him to feed himself and others. Take hey, care. listen, you all have a good day. Don't get caught in the rain. I, I hope think it's not. going to rain. Don't tell me Sunday. Today ain't Sunday. <laughs> Before we go, he leads us in a prayer. Thank you for this food that we receive, Lord God, to bless uh, the, the, the stomachs of people. And I pray, Lord God, you continue to bless Mother Brown's organization and um, every organization that's out here trying to help people. Love is the mission of Mother Brown's Kitchen. That story was reported by Azul Dahlstrom-Ekman. To see the Curtis family C-notes serenading Gwendolyn Westbrook, check out the YouTube video on our series page. That's at KALW.org slash what works. We've got one more stop to make on our tour of San Francisco's Bayview today. I'm passing by rows of colorfully painted houses in red, purple, and even bright orange. And there's one larger-than-life mural that spans the entire side of a building, and it was inspired by black women writers and includes a quote from Gwendolyn Brooks. On this mural, you can see images of African-American dancers, leaders, activists, children, and grandmothers, people of all walks of life. Now I've arrived at the Big Gray City College building at the corner of Oakdale and Phelps in Bayview. This building houses the recently opened Essential Services Resources Hub. It's a one-stop shop that helps people find jobs and housing. It also offers mental health support and assistance applying for public benefits. This collaborative effort in the heart of San Francisco's historically black neighborhood is helping folks recover from the pandemic. Let's hear from DJ Bruchter to find out how. He's one of the people running the hub. Food insecurity was high. The access to transportation was high. The access to internet and to just devices was high and it was really a need. And so as an organization, we really focused on that. And I think the biggest service that is being utilized right now is actually probably our housing assistance relief, where we're actually assisting individuals uh, with paying their back rent. He doesn't want this to be a Band-Aid solution, but a new set of resources that's baked into Bayview's fabric. The Hub's assistance has gone beyond just helping with rent, and they're now matching people up with jobs. We're also seeing our workforce development services. Uh, being utilized. So folks are coming in now that things are opening up. Individuals are coming in and and, and wanting to fill out applications online, uh, look at the job listings that we have uh, within the organization. The Essential Services Resources Hub is here to stay. And it's one of the many pandemic-inspired solutions that will continue to assist Bayview residents into the future. This and other grassroots efforts led and staffed by Bayview's own residents have created a strong foundation for what lies ahead. These innovative solutions can have longer impacts beyond just the pandemic. This is What Works, grassroots solutions around the Bay Area. 
Stay tuned for our next episode, where we'll focus on health in the Bayview. You'll find out how one San Francisco doctor used cultural competency to ramp up COVID tests and vaccination rates in the Bayview. And you'll hear from Dr. Monique Lassar, who heads up the Rafiki Coalition. This group does everything from mental health counseling to health screenings in San Francisco's Black communities. I had someone who I helped get vaccinated. She's a senior who literally said when she got into the car, she cried because she felt so much free of all the anxiety she's been having with COVID. And not only that, she said she felt cared for because in this case, it was me that helped support her to get this, but it could have been anyone. And I recognized this when I said to somebody the other day, I think it was even on Facebook, and I said to them, I want you to be protected. It means like, I care about you. I want you to be safe and let's do this together. And I'll sit with you while you do it. That's next time on What Works, grassroots solutions around the Bay Area. What Works is a production of KALW Public Media. Subscribe to What Works wherever you get your podcasts or check it out at KALW.org slash What Works. That's where you can find all of our stories. Support for this series comes from Renaissance Journalism's Equity and Health Reporting Initiative with funding from the California Endowment. Thanks also to the Association for Continuing Education, ACE. Our team includes the reporters you heard from today, along with David Exame, Shireen Adil, Hannah Baba, David Boyer, Francisco Delgadillo, Gabe Graben, Angela Johnston, Marissa Ortega-Welch, James Rollins, and Ben Trefney. Thanks for listening to What Works. I'm Sonia Narang. <laughs>